0: This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. lovelies welcome to lady talk radio i am your host as always miss stacy ray and i want to welcome you to tonight's episode of lady talk radio where we are all about real conversations about real life because why not have more real conversations about real life with real people and keeping it real right I had a bunch of really cool requests for this topic, so I want to thank you in advance for all of your feedback and requests so far for episodes, it's been really cool to hear from the listeners, so thank you so much for that, and I am thrilled to share this gem with you. Because today's episode is all about motherhood and staying true to who you are, even in the face of the challenges that come along with being a mama bear. So our Lady Talk guest tonight is Jessica Barak, and she is a lovely mama and jewelry designer behind Mint and Birch. Uh, it's beautiful, beautiful. You must check it out. Custom stamp jewelry. They're absolutely gorgeous. And she describes herself as a regular mom, you know, and that's really what she wanted you guys to know about her is, yes, she is an entrepreneur and she's got a business and she does this thing and everything like that. But she's also really wants you to understand that she's an everyday mom and she really is, you know, not wanting to be put on a pedestal in a sense. So um I, I love that about her, that she's really honest and open about her life and just what's really going on behind, the, you know. The potential highlight reel that we sometimes put out on social media. And when I first met Jessica, funny enough, we actually spoke on a uh, panel together at an event recently, and I just loved her energy. She really stood out to me as just her honesty and her openness about life and just really her heart for people and some of the meanings that she holds behind the jewelry that she creates for people. And so when I actually kind of poked around online and was looking at some of her stuff, um, I realized how much she really valued relationships and people and the the people who who purchased her the jewelry from her as something so much more than just a customer and as I was reading through some of her stuff like you know I really never thought about this in the jewelry business, but she gets to hear about all of these stories behind the pieces and, you know, stories about new life and weddings and celebrations and joyous events and also grief and loss and and different things that people go through that want to have symbolic jewelry. And so um, she says that the most important thing that she learned as the owner of Mint and Birch is not how to run a business or how to make pretty jewelry, But instead that it's really shown her how important people and relationships are. So that really stuck out to me and I wanted to share that with you because I think it's absolutely beautiful. So I'm really excited to share her with you on the show tonight. She is a mom bear to three beautiful little ones and I just can't wait to share our insights with you tonight because it's going to be a real awesome episode. So if you were listening to this on the replay, well actually I know you are because this show is actually not live this week. Yes, I'm breaking it up, breaking up the pattern guys because I am at an event tomorrow night so I had to pre-record this one but just so you know uh most episodes actually are live so you can actually interact with me on air and send me text, and send me questions and that kind of thing. And so I would love to invite you guys to do that. As you can see in the posts, wherever you are listening to this podcast, the Lady Talk line is 250-800-0796. So you can actually text me, leave me voicemails, do all the things uh, throughout the week or during the show, and I can talk about and answer some of your questions on air. So watch for topic, uh, you know, when, when I announce the topics and all that kind of jazz so that you can know what kind of questions to fire my way. So thank you so much for all of your feedback so far. It's been really cool interacting with you guys and getting some input about new episodes. So love, love, love that. Thank you so much. And I want to give you a preface as I always do for this show because this is not your typical podcast, and I want to make sure that you know that right from the beginning. So if you were under the age of 18, this is probably not the podcast for you. If you are over the age of 18, but honesty and vulnerability and real conversations about awesome stuff makes you uncomfortable, well then I invite you to just lean back in and soak it up, girl, because discomfort can be a tremendous gift. And there is so much learning and growth that comes from the things that make us uncomfortable. So Uh, yeah, if I don't get to your comments or questions on today's show, I want to thank you in advance anyways, because even if I don't mention your comment or your question on air, I want you to know that all of the things that you send me, I use to formulate and really inspire the conversation as I go. So all of your words are in the podcast, regardless of whether or not I use your exact question. So thank you. And please continue to send that to me. So, I love, love, love hearing from you. It actually kind of makes my day. I have to be honest. I love hearing from you guys. It's been so fun. So, let's get Jessica on the phone and get into this conversation. Because I actually, as you know, uh, well, some of you probably know, I do not personally have children, but I do want children. And I have had some of the pretty predictable fears and Um, you know, things come up that I think probably every new mother or someone considering having children has. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And also just some of Jessica's experiences as being a mom and an entrepreneur and Some like, you know, just some of the the real stuff that goes on behind the scenes that I think a lot of us are not necessarily talking about. And that's what this show is all about is starting the conversations that we're maybe not having on an everyday basis with people because there's so much to be had from being relatable with other women and having those me too conversations, you know? So yes, so excited about Jess on the show tonight. So let me get her on the phone. Bring. Hello. Hi. Hey. So you are live on Lady Talk Radio and I wanted, yeah, I wanted to thank you in advance of our conversation for being on today because I think this is such a wonderful topic and you are such a wonderful lady. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. So how was your day today? Um, good.
1: I'm actually in bed with the flu, um, but good. Um, my
0: husband is off, so he of the kids and I'm in bed. Jeez. Well, this is kind of a fun episode then you get to, (laughs) you know, know. just, just share with us what's going down in your life and also get to nurture yourself at the same time. Super fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Everybody, we were talking about this earlier, like how many people got sick this year, in Vancouver, it seems like everybody I know, including myself, I got a little bit of a something there, too. It's been going around like crazy.
1: Yeah, and my son just started kindergarten, so he's bringing home all the nasties, and every time his friends are sick, I'm like, oh, it's going to be us next. I just know it, and sure enough, we
0: got it. Oh, man. And then it goes around the whole house, right? Like, everybody gets it?
1: <laughs> yeah, and it takes like three weeks for it to pass, because there's three kids in here.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so are you still, are you still like working today or how do you kind of juggle that when you get sick or um, take some time off?
1: so recently I've had to open and close my website for orders, uh, because over the last uh, couple of months I've been having over hundred, 200, sometimes 300 orders open at once. And because I hand make everything, I need to make sure that I don't take on too much. Mm-hmm. So when I'm sick, I, I can't work. Uh, because I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to sacrifice the quality of my work. Um, but it's it's pretty flexible because I work from home, so I'm pretty lucky to be able to say, well, if I don't do my orders today, then tomorrow, I'll work on forty orders instead of twenty to, for each day. Yeah, uh, so it. yeah, it's kind of a blessing because I, I get to do, I get to set my own schedule. Hmm. Um, in terms of juggling how I'm a mom and how to work. Uh, I'm going to admit that's something that I haven't quite figured out completely yet. Uh, Balance is quite elusive to me, Um, but I'm working on it and um, I don't want to sacrifice the quality of my work. And when we had a big growth, I had to decide whether or not not to outsource my work or keep doing it. Um, And I think ultimately what comes down to finding balance is to by my values and what I want to do with my work and my values and hold on to those things and say what can I give up here or there mm-hmm. but still be able to hold on to these important values
0: mm, that's awesome Jessica and congratulations on the success with your jewelry as thank well thank you yeah that's exciting thank you it's beautiful thank you mm-hmm. yeah so I want to like backpedal a tiny bit before we kind of jump into okay. some of your experience with business and stuff too, because I mean, obviously before you had kids, you, you know, you were still Jessica, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I want yeah. to kind of get get back into that history for a second. Like before you had kids, you know, what, what were some of your, um, or like where were you at, right? Like where were you at in your life before you had kids and what were some of the mm-hmm. thoughts that you had about having kids? Uh,
1: well, I'll admit When we first started having kids, it was not on purpose. (laughs) Um, I I went straight from high school into university. I was doing my uh, Bachelor's of Arts in psychology. I had my thesis going, and during my last year, I got pregnant. And the original plan was for me to go back to school and get my uh, master's. But when I got pregnant, um, I wasn't able to finish my, like, three courses left. I'm, like, almost done. And so I gave up four years of education to be a stay-at-home mom. And I think my biggest fear was that those four years would have been a waste because now here I am from an academic student who was heading on to master's. Now all of a sudden i switched roles and I became a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I will admit that I was really scared when I first started having kids um, It was a surprise, and it was definitely not what I had planned. But I think what I learned was that it's impossible to plan to have children. Whether or not I finished my
0: master's and then had kids, I think I would have been in the same boat. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So I kind of jumped in with two feet in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and thanks for saying that too about not not really being able to be truly prepared to be a parent. I mean, I I've, I've thought of that mm-hmm. quite a bit as well myself, like, you know, or do you ever just like wake up one day and go, "Okay, <laughs> like everything's yeah. in line. Let's have kids." Like, I don't know no. if that ever happens. No. <laughs> and, and I think I think you
1: can you can be prepared for, you know. You can read all the books you want. You can buy, you know, the crib that was suggested or, you know, like download the the magical song that's supposed to put your child to sleep sleep right away. <laughs> But I don't think that I could have ever prepared myself for um, the changes that was gonna that were gonna happen. Specifically for me personally, was like a lot of um, childhood trauma, um, a lot of um, unresolved, um, I guess, deeply rooted insecurities arose because I became a mom, and now, now I have these little human beings to take care of, and I don't want them to have to have the same insecurities as I did. Or, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those kind of things are really unpredictable, but are really good for personal growth. And um, yeah, the I've been stretched in ways I have never, I would have never imagined that I would have, would have been
0: stretched. Wow. Yeah, and I think that that was, you know, that's definitely something that we hear a lot is. Oh, you know, when you have children, like, you know, your life is over or it's, it becomes all about mm-hmm. them. And there's this sort of, um, o- ongoing sort of societal belief that, mm-hmm. um, when women have kids that, you know, their life solely becomes yeah. about the children, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And that the,
1: the fear is that once you have children, then, okay, well, wh- what are, what are you in the place of, you know, in society? Like, mm-hmm. are you just the mom? Um, and I don't, and I I want to preface this uh, by saying that if you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't have any business, like, that's not, that's not being just a mom. Like, you're, you know, you cook, you clean, you, or whatever it is that any mom does. Like, if you're, if you're a mom without any other um, roles, there's nothing wrong with that, too. Um, but the fear, I think, that I had when I became a mom was that I would be, you know, chained to my dishwasher and domestic duties and that. I wouldn't be able to achieve anything for myself, um, which is completely untrue. Like that myth needs to be debunked because um, I got so many more opportunities after becoming a mom than I did before.
0: Interesting. And you're clearly making it work. I mean, from over here, it looks like you're running a business and you got three kids and a family going on and and your Uh, life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't have it all together. I'm just like any other mom. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a mom that sometimes yells at her kids, and I'm sometimes impatient, and my <laughs> house is messy, and the laundry is undone. Um, and sometimes sometimes it's really frustrating, and I think that uh, I think it's normal uh, for mom life to not be completely put together. And I think that, I think for me, before I had kids, I'm, I'm kind of a type A personality. I, I like to have things, like, planned. I like to have things predictable. And actually before I became a mom, before I got pregnant, I had this, like, list of, like, vitamins that I needed. I, I had everything planned. Like, it was, it, was, it was pretty hilarious. I had charts of exercises <laughs> I should do before I a kid. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, I couldn't prepare myself for being a mom. Um, and it was, it was scary to jump into it and I was scared to lose myself, but I've learned to let go of, um, control, I guess. I think that's, that's the thing I was afraid of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Becoming a mom was the same as losing control for me in my head.
0: Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can relate to that. Interesting. Yeah, and I love what you said. I mean, I I, I just really want to thank you too for just your honesty and vulnerability and and just oh, being really real. Because I think it's important. It is really important. And I mean, I just gotta say, girl, like my house isn't that clean sometimes too, and I don't even have kids, so I, <laughs> I can imagine. But I, I, you know, I think it's really important because uh, some of the requests that I received for this topic were were really interesting and and really hit me straight in the heart because it was a lot of women feeling like they were really alone. In the sense that their mm-hmm. life wasn't perfect, you know, and and things did not look like some of these super moms on Instagram, you know, and I'm sure even their lives don't look like meant. that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And just to get really real with each other here, like being a mom is not it's not an easy job, and it's not seamless, you know. And and I can appreciate mm-hmm. the honesty of like, hey, sometimes I really don't have it figured out, like, and yeah, yeah. And I think that that's you know, I hope that some of the listeners listening in here tonight can really get that, like, you. know, know your house does not have to be spotless for you to be a good mom and you know mm-hmm. everything doesn't have to look perfect in your life for you to be a fantastic mother and a fantastic woman so um yeah so thanks mm-hmm. for thanks for getting i've been that. told
1: um i've been told three uh this thing i saw it online it was a triangle and it's like pick pick two clean house um happy kids or your sanity right <laughs> so for me i picked happy kids and my sanity nice um yeah, uh, nice. and I think that I think that there is definitely this myth that, you know, um, you have to have it all together before you be, become successful, and I think that, okay, um, when I first started Instagram, I think I posted today, and I said, when I first started Instagram, it felt like there was something wrong with me, because I'm like, hey, well, I'm looking at all these like feeds, and everything is so pretty, and these kids' rooms are decorated so gorgeously, and it, everything is like always perfect. And I thought that there was actually something wrong with me because my house didn't look like that all the time. And I think that it's important to remember that it's okay to not live in a clean house all the time. And it's okay to not have everything put together. Um, people ask me how I run my business and how I balance being a working a working mom and a mom. And mm-hmm. I, I'll have to admit that Sometimes it looks like I'm like a chicken running around with its head off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Again, I relate to that. and I don't even have kids. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. In the last like couple of um, weeks, I've been really struggling and really learning how to balance the two. And I think that another myth that I've believed is that balance can be achieved. And I think that I'm holding myself to an ideal that, doesn't really exist because balance is always going to be changing. My kids' needs are always going to be changing. My business needs are always going to be changing. Um, You know, before I had kids, I thought that, you know, I have to have my whole life balanced. I have to know exactly where to put my energy before I have kids because, well, if I have kids and I don't know, like, what I'm doing, how am I going to take care of them? But I think what I learned over the last um, few years is that, uh, Balance is never constant for me, anyways. Um, sometimes people get sick. Sometimes my my son is a little bit more emotionally needy. Sometimes I have more orders, and so I think for me, I'm trying to remind myself, okay, well, a balance can't be achieved, and what do I, how do I, um, what kind of benchmark do I set for myself to ensure that I'm be that I'm a great mom and that I'm running my business well, and so for me. I kind of picked out a few of these, uh, a few values. Um, And every time I make a decision, whether, you know, it's a small decision like putting my phone away before I go to sleep, um, is to hold on to, ask myself, okay, so these are my values. Is what I'm deciding to do now going to help me um, get closer to my values or is it going to take me away from them?
0: Mm, Love that. So, yeah. Love it. And I love what you just said about balance because I've teetered with that for years. Like, you know, really this concept that there's this balanced lifestyle that you're just going to suddenly, you know, wake up to and, and, you know, you can just Mm -hmm. like, everything is just going to be perfectly in alignment and synchronistic and you're just going to be on cloud nine. And I just, I think it's a little bit, it's just unattainable. And I, and I don't think that balance, I I'm on the same page as you. I don't think it necessarily exists. I think that balance Mm -hmm. is learning how to be in that flow of life and have your needs being met and doing that dance, you know, with your own, with your own Mm -hmm. self and, and with the world. Right. And, um, -hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, I love what you said. Like sometimes some days are just different. Some days what that looks like is completely different than the day before. So it's not like a final version of balance or something. I think the hardest
1: thing about balance for me right now, anyways, is balancing, um, self care and, being a mom and wife and business owner, um, this is like, I I get the flu like once a month, basically. It it seems like it for the last, you know, like three, four months. And I think that um, I'm personally learning and struggling with this is balancing how to, you know, take care of myself and being a great mom and being a great business owner. Um, And I think that I... I never really learned how to do that because I was never put in that situation where I had so much in front of me before. And self-care for me is really important. And, well, it's important now because now I realize, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to get sick. (laughs) Um, And so uh, at the beginning of January, I decided that I was going to take care, start taking care of myself. And I realized that when I had kids, I kind of um, forgot about myself. If that makes sense, and I think that another fear, and I know that you mentioned that your um, listeners um, were moms who have kids, and or are, are not sure if, if they're going to have kids yet, and are afraid of losing themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I think that becoming a mother helped me find myself. Um, I didn't lose myself as I became a mother. I think I found myself as becoming a mother because. I never really, because of my childhood, I never really placed any importance on self-care and self-development. I kind of just, like, you know, went with the flow, and basically I was on survival mode. But because I have children, they challenge me to be better, and they challenge me to be there for them. And I know I can't be there for them unless um, I show myself self-love, and I think that's really important to remember.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of us are. I mean, self self love and self care is kind of an ongoing practice. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. it's never ending. There's always going to be that that pull and that that practice to keep choosing to take care of ourselves, right? And I can imagine Mm -hmm. in that role with children who need you, as well as running a business or working or whatever Mm -hmm. you know whatever the other thing is for some people. It's like, you know, that's choosing to put ourselves still in that in that um, you know that that space of like worthiness and we're so worth taking an extra twenty minutes, an hour, yeah. or whatever we need that day to really get our own needs met and take care of ourselves, right? It's you know, I can imagine that even as a mother it gets even more, you know, more mm. hard to put ourselves in that place. So I really And wanna, learning how to yeah. say no. Yeah. Learning how right? to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, cool. And so like what would you say uh your kind of go to thing is lately now that you're really starting to incorporate more self care and stuff for yourself? What do you think is the most important for you now that you are, you know, running a successful business and clearly, you know, mm-hmm. taking all these orders and doing all the work and then managing your family as well as your, you know, your own health and everything. What, what are your kind of go to things that you're going to start taking on for um, yourself?
1: Well, I'm going for a massage on Thursday. Ooh,
0: girl, that sounds <laughs> um, awesome.
1: I I know one hour. <laughs> Hello, and I know I'm so excited. Um, I think for me is. For me, a big part of self-care is learning to say no and put uh, learning how to put myself first in certain situations. Yeah. So um, what this really practically looks like is saying um, no to some orders and opening and closing. That, that was the number one thing that I did for myself. And it's been so nice because now I go down to my office and I actually enjoy what I'm doing now.
0: Mm, um, cool.
1: Another thing is um, sleep. I've decided that, um, like, past a certain time, when I feel sleepy, like, I'm going to put my phone down. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to respond to emails. I'm just going to let myself rest and sleep. Um, also, if the other thing is um, eating well is really important. Um, but the number one thing I've been learning to do is to say no and put myself first in certain situations. And the opening and closing of my website has been incredibly Um, helpful. Um,
0: Yeah. I don't know if that that answers your question. Totally. Yeah. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I was just genuinely curious about what you were going to do. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's back it up for a second. What made you actually decide to start your business? Like how did that, how did that come to be?
1: Um, It was an accident.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Um, I
1: started making these like little nest necklaces woven out of wire for my mother and my mother-in-law for Mother's Day. And They loved it, and my friends loved it, and I started making them for everybody, and eventually I was like, hey, let's see if I can uh, sell one of these on the swap, and I, so I made my first $15 on the swap. Uh, Somebody came and picked up a necklace, and I was like, whoa, my first $15. Now, I think that, um, I think that when I went and I saw this girl and I exchanged $15 for the necklace, I think that. It was kind of neat because I was like, hey, this is like another mom or another person. And, um, during that time, I was one year postpartum. So my son was one, and I was starting to feel really isolated because um, my friends weren't having kids yet. Uh, I was basically the guinea pig because I started having kids early. Um, they were going on pursuing their careers; They were out, out you know, partying, and I didn't, I didn't join them because I was at home with my baby, my colicky baby, uh, who woke up every two hours. And so I think that when I realized that my business could be an excuse or a reason or a driving factor for me to be able to interact with other moms or other people, I think that's when that's what motivated me to start my business. Um, I wasn't really looking for, you know, um, like a, a financial stability kind of thing. It was kind of, I think I started really because I felt lonely
0: mm. Yeah, like you were looking for that connection and to yeah, uh, yeah,
1: and and when I was doing the nest necklaces, so like I would weave like little colors of eggs in that would represent you know like their their kids. People started telling me like all their stories. They started telling Aww. me you know about babies like that were conceived after infertility or babies that had been lost. And I was really touched that people would tell me um, those precious precious stories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was. That was kind of the reason why I opened up my business, it, but mostly it was an accident.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful, <laughs> Jessica. And I, when I was reading through your website, um, and you'll kind of hear this a little bit in the intro. When you hear this after, it's like what really stuck out to me was just how much you you really put that value, um, and how much how humbled you were by people sharing those stories with you, and and how mm-hmm. much it was about people and relationships and and life experiences, your jewelry line became about that more than just about, you know, making people a necklace, you know, which I think is really Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, how has that really affected like your own life? How has your business affected your own life since you've had it?
1: Hmm. Let me think. Well, I think that in opening a business, I really didn't know what I was getting into. Um, but I think that it made me realize how important it is to have a sisterhood um, and to really take in that model that you know it takes a village to village to raise a child, it takes a, a, um, a village to have a success, successful business. And um, you know, like on you know on the on the outside, it looks like you know I built all this. You know, I built Minton Birch by myself. It looked it could look like that. I could spin it to look like that. But I think that. Um, and I say this all the time, that I can't take all the credit for it because I have so much support. I have so much support of fellow shops, um, people like you, um, my my husband. And so I think opening a business has affected me in the way that um, it's made me more grateful for the people around me, and it's made me realize how important it is to support those around me because um, we're all in this together.
0: Mm -hmm. and it's interesting how both your descriptions of having children and your business it's like they had these really big gifts and kind of you know maybe surprises things that you weren't necessarily expecting on the Mm. other side which is really beautiful my
1: business is kind of like my baby
0: yeah (laughs) i can imagine yeah mine's a little bit like my baby too i get that yeah Yeah, i get that um what would you say in terms of like running your business as a on-the-go mom um what would you say some of the surprises have been for you? Like actually, let me ask that question differently. I think I'm kind of yeah, mm-hmm. I think I was gonna ask that question a little differently, but got a little confused. So um what would you say that like just some of the on the everyday kind of thing, what would you say some of the challenges are that you deal with? And this could be just as being a mom or in incorporating your business as well. Um so the good things or the bad things? Both? Um um, yeah, let's let's start with let's start with the the challenges that you deal with. So some of the okay. stuff that you're like ah.
1: <laughs> um. Okay. So I think that without seeming like I'm like bashing or anything like that, I think that uh, it's recently been difficult to. Um, people have been mad at me about not opening and closing all the time. Uh, so I think that was a really big surprise. Like I've gone. Yeah, and I understand people are frustrated when they can't order, um, but I was shocked to see how upsetting that
0: it was going to be to people. Um, wow, I'm kind of surprised. The,
1: I know, and, and I guess I like I guess I should take it as a compliment because they really want my necklaces, right?
0: Um, <laughs> Open the doors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, another surprise would be, but honestly, I I think I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to juggle being a mom and a business owner, mm-hmm. and I think going back to the balancing, I was shocked to find out that um, balance is never, you know, stable, that balance always changes, mm-hmm. so I think um, going into my business, uh, the challenge that, I think the biggest challenge, honestly, is balance, and it's like a million-dollar dollar question, like, how do you do it Um and I don't think I don't think I have the answer to that. To be honest, sorry if that's disappointing, but
0: it's um, not at all. <laughs> it's
1: okay. <laughs> but I guess in a way, it's like, hey, it's okay because you don't need to, ha- to have like one. You know, balance isn't. It's um. It's not con- uh, consistent. It's not the same. And I like to use the analogy that balance is like an ocean. Like it's like you're in an ocean. It changes and it moves with so the waves and tides, and the moon pulls it. And what really um, what really is important is that you hold on to, you know, your values. That buoy, that you know, that is going to keep you afloat when the waves come.
0: Mm, I love that analogy of the buoy. That's really great. Um, what does like an average day look like for you? Like if we were to like be a fly on the um, wall. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, oh, that would be an interesting. Case. So, um, my husband works like four on four off, and his shifts aren't always the same, but. Most days he'll let me sleep in a little bit, Um, but I will, once he leaves for work, I will take care of the kids, I will feed them lunch, and then I will take my two little ones with me to pick up my eldest at school, Uh, and I usually have my nanny start around like one or two, Um, and I like to try to maximize the time I get with her, so I start, I usually start her once I have picked up my eldest so that I don't have to waste hours, per um, hours on, say, you know, picking up the kids. So pick up and drop off is kind of a gong show around here because my son loves to stay um, at school and play with his friends. So sometimes we'll stay, but if I have my nanny, I have to drag all three of them into the car, and, uh, yeah, we go home, and I settle them. Um and then I work, but when I work, I'm not down there, like, the whole time. I'm, um, I go upstairs and downstairs with my nanny. I go upstairs and downstairs to check on the kids and to nurse the kids. My two young, uh, my two youngest are still nursing. Um, it really changes day to day, but I would say that if you were to be on a fly, if you were, be, were to be a fly in the wall, um, it would look like a lot of, like, literally jumping up and down the stairs. Uh, my studio is downstairs in the garage, um, but I am constantly switching roles from mom to business owner to business owner to mom to uh, wife, and, um, and it actually really just literally looks like that because I, from one, one, one moment I'm picking up kids, dropping them off, and the next moment I scoot downstairs, do my emails, do my orders. Uh, two hours later I'm upstairs nursing the kids, settling them, making sure they're eating okay, cuddling. And then, bam, I'm right back downstairs. Uh, so it's kind of like, it almost feels like a relay race, if that makes sense. It totally
0: does. And I really want to acknowledge just, just how graceful you're making it look from out here. So um, thanks for being, you know, the mom that's showing up and still pushing through and running yeah. the business too, because I know that that can't be easy, right? So, um no. You know, and, and do you like, do you find that your work is sort of like an outlet for you? Like, what do you find that you love your work? Or like, how does that sort of relate to you on a day to day basis?
1: I absolutely love what I do. Um, I love creating the necklaces. I love like, it's so satisfying to stamp into gold. Um, it's so satisfying to hit something um, and make an impression into the gold. Nice. And sometimes hitting things is kind of, kind of therapeutic too. Um, right, <laughs> yeah,, um, and I think my favorite part about running a business is um, the people I get to connect with um, the opportunities I get to make new friends. Um, some of my customers have become my friends, like one of my customers that I met at a farmer's market has become a great friend, and not just that, but you know we we share our stories together and we, if she's pregnant right now, and we, we basically do motherhood together, and I don't think that I would have had that if I didn't take the jump and start my business, um, not, not this way anyways, like, I'm, I'm sure that I, if I didn't open my business, I would have still had opportunities like that, but, um, the opportunities I have now, like, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't expect for me to have, been able to make so many new friends, and so many um, enriching relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm so honored to be able to do motherhood with these people. Um, And a lot of them are also moms who have businesses. So we share our struggles together. We tell each other all the time, oh my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to do it all. And we are just real and raw and open with each other. And I think that's my favorite part is to be able to do it with other people.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's cool because that's kind of why you started in the beginning by the sounds of it, even with the business, yeah. like it kind of happened by accident. And then it was like, oh, wow, this yeah. is a great, a great opportunity for me to connect with other people. So that's really cool that you're still really seeing the effects and the ripple of all that. Yeah. So that's amazing. And I just
1: love like making gifts for my friends. So it was also kind of an excuse
0: for me to make stuff for my friends because I was spending so much so much money on supplies. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I love it, and I think that you just touched on something that I really want to just just explore for a second because I think that there's so much beauty and power in in women. You know, as we're going into motherhood or before, or, I mean, sisterhood in general. Obviously, you know, is something that I'm really big on, uh, and something that's been mm-hmm. so transformational in my own life. And I think that the common theme I saw in some of the uh, responses that I got from some of the listeners and just some of the the wonderful messages that I received from all of you beforehand was that you felt really alone in your experience of motherhood. And so, like, what would you say maybe to someone who is going through that right now and really is craving more community and just more like-minded women that might be going through something similar? Like, how could they maybe, like, how do you think they could maybe start to create some of that in their lives?
1: Like, um, without running a business, or just like in general.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking like you yeah. know, creating more of those those connections with other women that might be going yeah, through that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So I think I think what you touched on is has a lot to do with that. You know that myth out there that you have to have it all put together. Um, because, um, well, for me, anyways, I felt isolated because uh, I didn't have it all together at all. Um, my eldest was, he broke us in as parents. He he gave us, you know, he gave us a lot of colic. Um, and I think that I shied away and I actually isolated myself because I was afraid that I wouldn't be accepted. And I think that I'm not the only one. I think that there are a lot of moms out there who believe in, that myth that you have to have it all put together or something's wrong with you or you're not a great mother or a great wife or whatever. Um and I think that um we all have to chip away at that myth and as we and kinda like, you know, chipping away at the wall, like, you know, if we all chip together away at that myth in different places, it's all gonna come falling down eventually. And so I think that um I think that being vulnerable and being, um, honest and saying, Hey, I don't have it all put together. Do you? And I will bet you that the other mom is going to say, no, I don't have it all put together. Cause from what I know, I don't think any mom has it completely put together. Sure. I have great days, but the reality is that there's this myth and there's this wall around us that says, you know, if you're not all put together, if you're not, if you don't have perfect balance or if you know, your baby doesn't sleep eight hours a day. There's something wrong with you, and I think that's just so untrue. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, one of the ways I, practically speaking, um, that I broke down to some of the walls um, was I started. I joined um, a moms group on Facebook, oh,
0: nice. um,
1: and actually one of my best friends. Uh, I met her there, um,
0: oh, Wow.
1: and yeah, and, and it's and it's like little things, like um, you know sometimes. Who it? oh, I met another mom at a coffee shop. she was pregnant, and i was I just started a conversation as I said you know how how far along are you and and then it turns out that she you know her son had the same name as my eldest son and uh, last week we talked on the phone and we're planning a play date um so I think that practically speaking, there's really small like there's small opportunities every day you just have to kind of catch one um and I think the biggest thing is, like, to be vulnerable, to allow yourself yourself to be vulnerable. And I know it's super scary, but um, we're all in this together, and I don't think anybody has it put together.
0: Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think the big piece, too, that I'm really getting is, like... You know, like giving yourself permission to be right where you are, you know, like it's okay if your hair is messy that day and it's okay if you didn't sleep all night or, you know, like, like whatever it might be, whatever you're up against, like to just give yourself permission to be right where you're at and to to try not to judge yourself Mm -hmm. so much. Because I know for me anyways, if I see somebody, whether it's a mom or, or anyone, you know, like having a, a tough day, you know, like they're stressed out and they're like, you know, they're just, they're just going, they're doing the thing, but they're, they're kind of feeling it you know, they're feeling the pressure. Um, I never look at them and go, wow, like pull it together. Right. Like my, my always, my Mm -hmm. initial response is like, oh wow. Like, you know, I hope, I hope you're okay. You know? And like, there's always that care and that compassion. And I think that when we can really turn that around back on ourselves as well, it, it makes vulnerability a hell of a lot more easy because we're not yeah, judging definitely. ourselves in the process, right? And making ourselves so wrong. And let's just yeah. be honest. I mean, motherhood, I don't know yet because I'm not there yet, but mm-hmm. I can imagine and from what you're sharing as well and from many people in my life that I've witnessed as well, it's like, it, it's all new, right? Like everything is new. Yeah. You haven't done that before. Even if you've had a different child, it's like, I think it's pretty new each kid, right? Am I wrong to say um, that? Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, right. definitely.
1: And I, I think that we're our worst uh, critic. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think the other thing is that um, it's it's easy to, you know, believe in this, like, myth that, you know, like, you're the only one that is, there's that there's something wrong with you because X, Y, Z, or, and there, there's always going to be something that we're insecure about, um, mm-hmm. but I think that, um, you know, from all the stories I've been told, from all the interaction I've had, like, with with people... I, with other moms, like, I've realized that, like, we have more in common together than we think we do, mm-hmm. and what you're saying about, like, you know, um, allowing us to have grace for ourselves and not judge ourselves so much is I think that as a mom, I sometimes do that to myself because I want the best for my kids, and so, you know, sometimes, like, when you when you want the best for somebody, you get really critical because you just want everything to be perfect, right? Um and I think that it can be counterproductive to be so harsh on yourself, um, even though it comes naturally, because as a mom, I want the best for my kids. And so I, I, I push myself really hard, and I'm really hard on myself. Because I, you know, you know, some days I think, oh, my God, I didn't feed them very well today. Or, oh, my God, God like, my child has been on the iPad for, like, five hours, and... Um, It's easy to be hard on yourself because you just, you want the best for your kids. And I think when you remember that, then it'll be uh, a lot easier to give yourself grace and space to, um, let go. Mm
0: -hmm. I like what you just said. Grace and space. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep that one. (laughs) I'm going to keep that in my (laughs) pocket. That's a nice one. Grace and space. Give yourself the grace and the space. Love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's my motto these days. Right. Beautiful. I really enjoy that. Um, yeah, this has been really, really wonderful to to look at some of these aspects too, because, um, one of the comments, um, this was from Leah. One of the, the comments that I received was that, you know, I think this sort of societal, but also just, you know, we hear this a lot in our communities too, is that women, um, you know, new moms, or if it's your, you know, a second child or third child or fourth child, whatever it might be for you, like that sort of all of the problems should just diminish away when your child looks at you. Like everything is perfect because you have a child that's new, and there's this sort of like um, blanket judgment that everything should be okay and you should be super happy just because you have kids. Um, and I really want to speak to that for a second. Like it's okay for you to have an off day, and it's okay if you yell at your kids every once in a while, or you have a moment where you're just super frazzled or you're like not on your A game and you're not just smiling from ear to ear. Like it's totally okay for you to, um, yeah, to not feel a hundred percent happy all the time. I think that that's been kind of a thing that, um, I've heard about in motherhood as well as like sort of the judgment that you should just be, you know, living underneath the blessing of having a child, which is absolutely a blessing, but that you have to sort of be just beaming all the time. Um, what was kind of your experience? Like when you first had kids and stuff, were you like, did you have any, any like postpartum depression or like, did you have any feelings or anything that came up for you around that? Oh no, I think we lost her. I don't know if you guys can hear the helicopters flying, um, in behind me, but hold on a second here. Hey, Jessica. Hey. I lost you. Not sure what happened. I know, I don't know what happened either. Um I don't oh. know where I left you off, but I was just saying there's all these helicopters flying around near my house cuz I live near the airport and it's oh. pretty pretty loud. Um so I don't know what you heard last, but I was kind of tangenting a little bit about oh, um yeah. just about like one of the comments that I received from one of the listeners Leo was that um, a lot of women are really, we've touched on this a bit, but I think there's another thing to say here maybe is like, you know, a lot of these, a lot of new moms or, um, women who have smaller children, uh, they tend to have this sort of like suffering and secrecy. Like a lot of moms are sort of dealing with different, you know, different things, maybe even in their marriage after having kids, like reconnecting with their partner, um, like their sex life, all those kinds of things. And just feeling like this ongoing judgment that, um, every problem and every worry that they have should just diminish away when their, you know, beautiful blessing of a child looks at them, and mm-hmm. you know, I think that of course your child's going to make you incredibly grateful and happy and feeling blessed, and that there are maybe some real things going on in your life, and that it's okay for you to not always be a hundred percent happy, um, and. Um, again, like speaking to the kind of flawless thing, like everything doesn't have to be figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, did you personally deal with any kind of like, you know, just emotional roller coasters or like anything when you first had children? Um,
1: definitely. So uh, a little bit of a backstory, um, my eldest, my first baby, um, he was born at home, beautiful labor, beautiful birth. Um, and then all of a sudden it dawned on me. I have a cute little human being to take care of, and uh, for us, uh, breastfeeding did not go really well because um, he wasn't able to latch, and so I actually had to end up pumping for him for three months before he latched. And um, because I was stubborn, I did do it. Um, in hindsight, like I should have—I don't know. In hindsight, I feel like I feel like I should have let myself like go through the formula route because it was just really taxing. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time feeling like I was insecure or less than a mother because I wasn't able to breastfeed him right away. Um, and in doing so, I isolated myself from my friends and from family uh, because I didn't know how to share that vulnerable part of myself I didn't know how to say hey i'm having I'm having issues and I'm having a hard time and i didn't i wasn't able to be vulnerable with them because i i basically i was down in the dumps. Uh, i didn't i didn't want to go out i didn't want to talk to my friends I didn't want to do anything like that um, and I actually don't know how I got out of it i think i got i i have a um, a really great husband who was really supportive Um, but I think actually no I know how uh, my that group I was talking about my one of my best friends um, a bunch of us had kind of like started chatting together and we made a whole separate group and we uplifted each each other up Um, but I did feel I did feel for at least three months that I was not meant to be a mother or that there was something wrong with me or that I wasn't going to be able to take care of my baby. Um, And for a while there, I really questioned whether or not we should have more kids. (laughs) And then we had two more.
0: (laughs) Got it. So thanks for, and thanks for sharing that too, right? Because I feel like it really normalizes for a lot of us. Like, you know, it's totally okay to have thoughts, doubts, fears, worries, sadness, Mm -hmm. you know, like all of those feelings come up and being with them and I love what you said about, you know, that you just in, at that time weren't necessarily ready to vulnerably like tell your friends or, or your family mm-hmm. and stuff, but that you did find a way to create a space for you to communicate and get yes. support and, you know, be seen, you know, and be accepted and loved for exactly who you were, right? Like there's nothing wrong yes. with what you were feeling. It was just that you wanted that support. So that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that um, it was it was really scary to like kind of like jump on that mom's group I found on Facebook. Um, somebody just added me to it. One of the girls that I did my uh, prenatal class with, she just added me to it. And there's moms like asking me. You know, there are a lot of moms on there actually asking for advice. And I think that the turning point for me um, when I be- when I went from scared, insecure lonely mother to realizing that, you know, hey, you know what, I'm doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a turning point in which, um, okay, so I, in terms of sleep, like, a lot of people actually, our landlord at that time came up to me and said, your life is going to be ruined if you don't do this, if you don't do exactly what I'm going to tell you to, and this is going to be the answer to your sleep problem. And I was like, what, what is it? Like, is there some magical song that nobody's telling you about? <laughs> and so, and, and, I, um, and to preface this, like, if, if other parents use this technique, I'm not going to judge to each their own. Uh, but he said to me, you just have to leave your three-month-old baby, like, in the crib and let him just cry. Now, um, I'm not going to judge anybody that uses it. Like, it might work for your baby, but it didn't yeah. work for mine. Um, and so a lot of people were actually telling me to do that. And it didn't feel right to me because uh, my son had a really um, sensitive gag So He cried too much. He would throw everything up. And he had already um, weight gain issues because of um, the rough start to breastfeeding. So I didn't do it. My gut told me that I should not do that with my son, um, with Spinoa. And so I actually had a lot of criticism. And so these other moms, who are my really great friends, were in the same boat. People were telling them all these, like, all these different pieces of of advice that went against their gut. And I I realized one day that, you know, I grew this baby in my room for nine months. I have these gut feelings, these instincts that are screaming so loudly in my face. And I know um, in my heart that, you know, I shouldn't follow the advice that all these people are giving me, even though, you know, there were tons of people giving me that advice. And I was the only person that was like, well, I don't know if I should do that. And so I learned how to listen to my gut feeling, and I l- learned how to listen to my instincts, and um, essentially I learned how to stand my own ground. And set, And I said to other people, great, if that works for you, that's great, but it doesn't work for me. Um, and so I think that was the turning point in which I decided that, you know, it's okay for me to do things differently. Um, because I know that that's what's best for my child
0: nice and getting to trust that intuition and trust yes. you know, like your own yeah your own this is your own child and your own being and you get to make those decisions and yeah I can imagine actually that that would be a huge thing with a lot of advice yeah. because people have so much to say about their yeah. own experiences and Especially this and when that Oh yeah, I can imagine. Or if you're if you're too little, or you're too big, or you're you know yes. like there's this constant sort of judgment about what pregnancy should look like, and yeah, yes. I can imagine that would be or really oh, I can tell
1: you're having a boy because you're carrying low. <laughs> like, oh, really?
0: that's great. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Hmm. And, and I can and imagine I once that, you've yeah. experienced that, you probably don't want to give people <laughs> too much advice, right? I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I'll and I'll actually say to mom like. Like, I'm not going to give you advice, like, at all, but, and I'm like, and I'm sure you get a lot of advice, especially for first-time moms or, or, or people who are, who look like they're a first-time mom, I'm like, I'm like, just don't listen to anybody, like, you grew that, you're growing that baby, you know what's best for you, and you know what's best for your baby, and, I mean, and, and I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I, I listen to other people's advice, but I take it with a grain of salt, and, I think that because I was I was 22 when I had my first baby, uh, and so because I was really young, I had a lot of like, when I whenever I went out, like I would have a lot of like older like women, you know, um, like, scold me for certain things. or I, I thankfully have never had you know like people say to me, oh don't breastfeed here or anything like that. But I definitely had a lot of people telling me what to do, even other moms, and. I think that there was definitely a point in time where I put my foot down and I said, no, like, I'm not, I'm not having this. Like, I know what I'm doing, and I know that I'm learning to trust my intuition. And as soon as I did that, I, I realized that a lot of other moms were in the same boat. And that's when I, I think I, that's when I started to build up that confidence to be able to be vulnerable.
0: I was on mute because I had the helicopter flying over again. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I and I think like it's it's so it sounds to me too like it's so much about really making a stand for what feels good for you. And you know, I think this kind of goes across the board, whether it's motherhood or entrepreneurship or just in your own life, like to really be able to make a stand for what feels good for you. And you know, you can hear the advice, you can hear the insights from other people, but at the end of the day you know, it's got to be a pretty clear yes for you. And, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like you're not going to look back on your life when you're on your deathbed and go, wow, I'm so glad I listened to everybody else, you know, like, yeah, you're, exactly. you're going to be so fulfilled in the fact that you followed your gut, you followed your heart, you did what you wanted to do and what was the most powerful for you. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Cause I'm sure that sure. every mother out there and, and all of us preparing for motherhood and all that stuff are, are, are ready for all of the, advice that we're going to get you know yeah. from everybody and it's a confidence builder too like to, yeah.
1: to make that conscious decision to be like hey no like you know I'm not just going to listen to people who throw advice at me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um you know even there I had somebody say to me oh you're a lot you know I thought you were a lot farther along than, you know are you sure you're okay like I'm like no I'm okay like um thank you very much yeah um, but I think that <laughs> you know like it's being able to, being able to like stand your ground and making a decision to listen to your own intuition and making and I think this is what it is making a decision to put more weight on your own intuition than listen to all the outside voices, really helps me with uh, confidence and really helps me face uh, criticism and in doing so um, helps me become vulnerable because I was more confident. And as I became more vulnerable, I made more friends uh, Mm -hmm. because I realized that, you know, other moms are in the same shoes as I am. Um, Other moms, you know, they they also have, you know, lots of outside advice being thrown at them as well.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, I think that's, that's what is really important to remember that if whatever you're feeling, another mom or a dozen other moms are probably feeling the same way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And find your community or get your circle of women that you guys can support yeah. each other. And yeah, that's beautiful. And yeah. And I'm kind of keep getting the same hint of like, you know, really respecting other people's journeys, you know, like wherever yeah. you're at, whatever your pregnancy was like, doesn't mean that theirs is going to be like that. And and really just giving women mm-hmm. the space. Cause I mean, giving birth, going through that entire process of growing a human, like, I mean, that's no light venture, right? I mean, it's different no. for everybody. And I think for everyone it's going to be their own journey and in their own personal exploration and their own feelings and their emotional terrain that's going on within them right it's a huge experience and so to really just respect where other women are at and and not necessarily Mm -hmm. project your you know your um you know your experience at them yeah Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. i think the key to that is like is to realize that you know whatever different experiences that we we all have you know For me, I had two home births, and then my third was, like, a C-section in the hospital because of an emergency. So, I mean, births, even within, like, for one mom, can be so different, like I've experienced. But I think the key thing that um, is really important to remember is that even though we have different experiences, we have a lot more in common than we think we do. Yeah,
0: nice. Yeah. Yeah, and to not really compare yourself, right, to like other people's yeah. experiences, and if it was good or it was bad or it was this or it was that, like to really just be in your own experience, yeah, and create that relatability. That's beautiful. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for sharing this with us. I was, I wanted, I know yeah. we're almost done, but I wanted to actually ask you, um, you know, just because I know that this is something that that we had kind of sp- uh, spoken about before, and something I know you're really a stand for is, you know, like how do you still grow and express who you are in the world, like outside of being a mom and an entrepreneur, like what is sort of like Jessica's way that you express yourself in the world?
1: Um. Okay. So for me, I, you probably get this already, but I, I, I really, really believe in the importance of uh vulnerability uh, and being real and not pretending, you know, that, you know, I'm this put together person. Um So I think for me, Lately, I've been using like my social media outlet quite a bit um, to like post things that are like, hey, look, I'm not perfect. Um, You might ask me that question again so that I can uh, phrase it properly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I love what you just said, too, because it's totally I mean, there's no right answer here. But I'm just curious about how you personally express yourself in the world, like outside of being Mm -hmm. a mom and being an entrepreneur, like, you know, who you truly are, right? And how do you still express Mm -hmm. yourself in the world?
1: Hmm, that's a tough question. Um, I think that, so I think this is confusing for me just because I feel like I have so many different roles. hmm
0: yeah. Um,
1: and I often feel like my heart is tugged in in so many directions. Um, I I have, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a friend, and and I also really believe in um, supporting other small, newer businesses, and I'm really excited, but one of my best friends is think she's starting a business so I'm kind of like keeping yeah. on um, giving her advice and stuff like that too so I think I think okay so my biggest motto is being the change you wish to see in the world and I, I think that's what um, I think that's what, that's what I hold to uh, so if it's you know um, I like to tell it as like it is I, I mm-hmm. guess I'm just brutally honest sometimes and I think that that's how I express myself is I'm brutally honest. Like, I, I, show up to, um, I show up to pick up, like, with no makeup on. and But sometimes I do get dolled up. And um, I just don't want to pretend that I'm something that I'm not because that just feels, um, it's tiring to, to pretend to be some, somebody that I'm not. Um, to be honest, I'm kind of still figuring, figuring that out. Um, I would love to start a blog eventually. I have a blog that's not very active, but I think um, that's one of the ways I, I i kind of, I really want, it's really on my heart to start blogging more. Um, but I also express myself through my kids, I feel. Um, I think that, you know, my husband and I, we didn't really have, you know, that most ideal um, childhood Um, And I I certainly did not. And I think that having kids has given me the opportunity to change a lot of things that I wish that would have been changed for me. So, for example, um, being, um, teaching my son, um, my eldest son, he's, you know, he's starting to be at that age where he understands, like, a lot more and um, really struggling with a lot of his big emotions. So for him teaching him self-regulation, um, which I wish that I had, I had been taught when I was younger. So I kind of express myself through my kids. I don't know if that even makes sense. Does yeah, that make
0: sense? Of course, yeah. Yeah, And and again, it's like there wasn't any wrong answer. I was just genuinely curious, like just because my experience of you when I met you was – um, you have this really incredible heart, and you're really oh, expressive. You. And so I was, I was genuinely curious. And when you said you were starting a blog, I was like, I would read that. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that you have a
1: thing, kind of yeah, working on that,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I just think you have a really powerful message in the world too, and and I find you incredibly you. inspiring. And and your love for people, and likewise, and, yeah, and just wanting to really just just spread the good words, you know, and like put people in in you know, in, in check in sense of like, you know, the vulnerability and, and sharing what yeah. real life looks like, because, you know, there's no like image of perfection that, you know, is really true yeah. out there. Everybody's dealing with their like, own stuff. So
1: honestly, I, I, this is what I, so when you ask me like how you like to introduce me, um, I'm that mom at drop off, dragging her toddler while wearing the baby. <laughs> I'm that mom at the grocery store with screaming kids. Um, I'm I'm that mom. Like my toddler will go into the grocery store and start knocking things off the shelves. And um, I'm that mom that goes into Walmart and gets Happy Meals. With it. And um, <laughs> I think that again, it's you know it's it's easy to you know say oh you know I have a fuc- successful business and mm-hmm. you know I run all these things and I make so and so a year or anything like that. But I think that what I want people to know is that, yes, I do have a really successful business, but no, you don't need to be perfect to have, um, to have a business. You don't need to be perfect to be a perfect mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's important for our kids to see you struggle because, um, I think we would be doing them a disservice if we pretended everything was perfect. Um, and I think that there's like a certain pressure to, you know, look perfect because everybody else wants to look perfect. And I think this goes kind of back to what I was saying about, you know, chipping down that myth is that, um, you know, it's, there's this big myth that, you know, you need to be perfect or you need to have it all put together, but you don't, you don't need to be all put together. Um, and that's the beauty of life is that we get to figure it out together. But we can't do that if we're not vulnerable with each other and we can't do that if we if we believe in this myth that, um, you know, it's kind of like a vicious cycle. You mm-hmm. believe in that myth and then you can't be vulnerable, but then that leads to isolation. And I think I, I caught myself um, falling into that cycle. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, I don't think I would have broken out of that cycle as easily if I didn't have uh, my business or if I didn't meet uh, those moms in that Facebook group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow.
0: I think I'm going to quote you, just so you know. Uh, you don't have oh. to be perfect to be a perfect mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no. yeah. I was like, hello. Seriously, <laughs> ladies, yeah. if you're listening and you've been holding up this image that you have to have everything handled and perfect, please let that so go. So not true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let that go because you are already perfect, exactly as you are. It's yes, all perfect. Exactly. So, and the
1: beauty yeah. of not being perfect is that you get to – um for me personally was you know um, like I had mentioned, I had a lot of tra- um, childhood trauma and I had a lot of unresolved um, issues from mm-hmm. my childhood. And as I had more and more kids, those unresolved issues started coming up and um, I guess I had a, I had a choice, you know whether or not I was going to continue to you know fall into the you know generational um, stakes um, but I went to I went and I decided to go counseling and counseling. Like is awesome. Like, there's a stigma mm-hmm. that you know, you have to be mentally ill to go to counseling. It's so not true. Counseling yeah. is like,
0: yeah.
1: it's like a checkup. And so, anyways, um, I think that uh, it's important to realize that you don't need to be perfect because those little imperfections is what is going to make um, motherhood so much more enriching and so much mm-hmm. more fulfilling. Um, because uh, on days where my son, you know, has you know, a hard time with his emotions and I'm actually able to sit down with him and do the things with him to teach him um, emotional regulation and empathize with him, those things that I had wished I had gotten, to be able to give something that I wasn't given, oh, it is just so fulfilling and so, um, so satisfying.
0: Oh, I can imagine. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been so wonderful. Just to kind of close out, like, is there anything that you that you want to say to any uh, new moms out there, mompreneurs, or women who are considering having kids? Like, just like, is there something that you personally wish that somebody had said to you when you Tell were you first?
1: Yeah. Um, definitely. There's actually a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one was. Uh, Don't listen to anybody's advice
0: because Mm
1: -hmm. you know what's best for your baby. Right. Um, And I think that um, what I would wish for new moms is that I would – my wish for new moms is that they would um, have the confidence to know that they're doing okay, that they're doing great. Um, There's no – there's no like benchmark, you know, is your kid like fed? is your kid you know being taken care of, taken care of great there's no um I feel like we hold ourselves to some sort of like standard that doesn't exist mm-hmm. and I know I believe I believe that lie that, you know um, that there was a standard you know cooking fancy meals and doing Pinteresty birthday parties and um, <laughs> I think what I would wish for all new moms is that um grab life by the horns, um, you're going to surprise yourself. I, I think that, that, that's the other thing I guess I want to say is you're going to surprise yourself with the strength that's within you. You're going to surprise yourself with um, the, the fight you have in you. You're going to surprise yourself with the mama bear instincts. You're going to be surprised with the roar that you're, you have, um, and you're going to be surprised at just how much you can do. And when you surprise yourself, um, I would love for moms to like embrace it and be confident in that, in themselves. I think that's the thing that I was, you know, I, I wish I had when I had, when I became a mom, is I wish I had that confidence. Um, and yeah, confidence is really important and believing in yourself is really important. But like what I would have to say to you moms is you're going to surprise yourself. And when you surprise yourself, Um, be prideful of it, be prideful that, you know, that you, that you have all the strength and um, let it channel into something positive and let it channel into something um, that allows you to be vulnerable with other moms Um, because vulnerability is um, important in having connections and having connections is one of the most, uh, important things about being a mom because we can't do it alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you so much, Jessica. I got so much out of this, and I'm sure that the listeners did too. Oh, I and bad. I just really want to thank you. Thank thank you. Yeah, and thank you. Of course, yeah. And I really want to thank you for for being on this journey and and for being such a stand for women and mothers to be able to really stand firmly in who they are and to believe in themselves. And what you just said about surprising yourself, like whoa, really landed for me because I think that you know mm-hmm. instinctually as women, we we do we have so much power and so much innate. Instinct and, and intuition and and just love to yeah. give and I just really want to thank you so much for for sharing vulnerably with us, but also just out in the world. Like, thanks for being a stand for that out in the world because it's really thank really you. wonderful. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, I um one thing you said I want to touch on is um um is the vulnerability and like I think that it's important for uh, moms to remember that you know it's it's almost counterproductive. To um, how do I phrase this? You can be such a great mom when you let go of all those like expectations, and um, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I I have to remember that my kids are going to be happy and um,
0: feel whole
1: when they know that their mom is like is listening
0: to their inner voice Mm, nice yeah Mm. yeah like you're not trying to stress yourself out by living up to some unattainable standard instead you're loving yourself and being gentle with yourself and having that compassion to just show up as you are Mm -hmm. and yeah and i and i know that there's like you said i mean your your kids are going to be happy seeing you happy (laughs) you know like in, in your in your uh flow of life and not judging every movement right So, yes. So, to all of you lovelies who listened, I will share Mm -hmm. uh, Jessica's link and stuff to her website and that kind of thing as well, so that you guys can check out her beautiful work and, and what she's all about. And and I love the stuff that you post on social media. So we'll put a little we'll put a little link on there too, so you guys can Aww, check her yeah. out. And yeah, and I just want to thank everyone for tuning in for listening. If you have any further questions or anything that brought like this episode brought up for you, or something that you want to share with us, um, feel free to send that over to me. If you have a question or something that you want to share with Jessica, I'm happy to share that with her as well. So if you uh, wanna holler at me, you are welcome to do so. And make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast. I've got some pretty exciting episodes coming up and I love hearing from you about what you guys want to learn about and who you want me to bring on the show so continue to share your comments and questions I love it and yeah so to conclude I want to thank you again Jessica so much for your for your wonderful time and your energy and your just there were so many awesome nuggets in this episode huh. <laughs> yeah so I'm thrilled yeah. to have you on and I can't wait to see all that you get up to in your business and in your life in the in the coming time so yes 2017. Yeah. So thank you again for tuning in and until next week.